Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I really can't give away that information for free all the time. I thought they were asking whether they should leave their wife. That too. Well, go to my bookie. Check it out. They'll give you lines on all games. You can bet any sport. It's wonderful. You don't need me to talk to you. The Greek doesn't have to be in your ear all the time. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They're your best bet this season. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional $25 free play on any deposit over $100. You can use promo code MIZ25. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take advantage of this extra 25 bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. Take it from the Greek. My bookie is the way to go. Hey, Colin, it's football week again. It is. The vacation's over, pal. No more hippie love fest concert weekends for us. That's right. Yeah, we were at Roots and Blues. Football. All three of us, you know, giving each other back massages and listening to some fine country music while other teams played football. But now it's us. Now we got a big SEC game ahead of us. Yep, yep. South Carolina. They got their ass whipped by Kentucky. How do you feel? Wait, wait, Brennan. Whoa, whoa. Yeah? I thought this was South Carolina's year. They wouldn't be beat by Kentucky in their year. Well, I mean, Barrett Salee did say that they were, you know, going to nip at the heels of Georgia. But I do believe oh. Georgia kicked their ass, and now Kentucky has done so as well. So I don't know what hmm. I don't know what to think. I just don't know what to think. It's almost like Barrett Salee is a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's almost like he's an absolute fucking buffoon. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but that doesn't give me a ton of confidence that Missouri's going to go into South Carolina and railroad them, just cramming up no. their assholes. No. I mean, I'd love for that to happen, but I'm, I'm a Missouri fan, so I don't ever expect it. Yeah. Anyway, to uh, give us a little perspective on that, we've got Chris Phillips who's going to call in to talk about the uh, Spurs Up podcast. I mean, actually, I'm going on the Spurs Up podcast, and Chris Phillips is interviewing me. And much as I did before, being lazy, I'm just going to drop that into our show. Perfect. Yeah, we'll get to hear from him talk about South Carolina. And it sounds to me like those guys are pretty pissed off and not real big fans of Jake Bentley right now. Really? Well, he was supposed to be the Messiah, the answer. And uh, sure as shit, they just look like a regular old South Carolina team. Well, it's strange because they've got that Cracker Jack coach, Will oh. Muschamp. Right, yeah, the one that took Florida to the heights of being horrible. <laughs> yeah. Who could have known he'd been a terrible, terrible option of head coach for this team? <laughs> yeah, he got uh, himself fired and essentially the shark fucker fired because the yep. his players. South Carolina saw that and said, we like what we see there. Bring us some of that. And they're getting it. <laughs> yeah. They're getting it. Yeah, yep. We've said long ago, Will Muschamp is the worst fucking coach ever. And Brandon, so, if you if you rewind back a couple of years ago when that that rumor started, yeah, if you listen to a show from that time, it's me going. I I thought it was a joke. I yeah. thought people were doing it, saying it tongue in cheek, like, 
hey, why don't we hire Will Muschamp, wink, wink, elbow, elbow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, they're not trying to be funny. They like legitimately want to hire him. Well, I mentioned you'll, they did. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. And then, lo and behold, they're not uh, setting the world on fire. You'll hear in a few minutes, I was talking to Chris Phillips on the Spurs Up podcast, and I bring up the fact that we don't think a ton of that Muschamp fella. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, he was, he kept it close to the vest, but I really would have liked to have heard what he thinks about his head coach because I don't think South Carolina fans were nearly as upset about the hire as we were. I mean, no, I wasn't upset. No, I, I was think, happy um, about it, but they thought it was going to be a good I, I, hire. He's their old guard SEC and he's an former SEC coach. So he's perfect in yeah. their minds, regardless of how terrible he is. Yeah. It, unless you're Derek Dooley. My guess is, is that within a couple of years, Muschamp is going to be shit cammed and then you know, they're just going to hire Lane Kiss. <laughs> that seems to be the progression. I think at some well, point Steve Spurrier will die, and the ghost of Steve Spurrier will be asked to coach some SEC program, and it'll be a lot like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, and he would have got away with it too. It hadn't been for you meddling kids. <laughs> That's right. That Thelma's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And Shaggy's an obvious pothead. <laughs> yes, I don't think anybody is confused about that. No, it was a really progressive show for its time. Yeah, especially with Daphne shaved bush. <laughs> that little scar for Ascot that Fred wore. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, that holds up. That stands the test of time. <laughs> sure. Fashionable. Sure. Hey, kids, by the way, look up what an Ascot is. And look up who Scooby Doo is while you're at it. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's enough of this shit. Let's go listen to what we have to say with Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up podcast. Also, we've got Caleb Greek. who's going to bring you his picks once again. He was 4-1 and one last week, so I suggest you fucking listen. And then uh, yeah. big surprise for the week. Usually we bring in a Missouri broadcaster of some sort to talk about the Tigers team, but I feel like we do a pretty good job of that on our own. So this week, sure. we've got Barry Odom. Head coach Barry Odom is going to take listener questions. We uh, scoured. and A. That's right. We scoured Twitter, asked people to send Barry their questions. Our listeners responded, sent us a lot of questions, and Barry is, you know, he's an open book. He's going to respond to each and every one of them. So I am really looking forward to that. Terrific. M-I-Z. V-O-U. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson. And he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazzotcast. All right, joining us on the Spurs Up show today for a very quick interview, a very special guest, especially with it obviously being Missouri Week. Uh, we've got Brennan Anthony, host of the Mazzotcast, one of the more popular podcasts uh, on the Armchair Americans Media Network, the number one Missouri Tigers podcast. Brennan, appreciate you taking the time to come on and chat a little bit. Oh, thank you for letting me be on. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Again, you know, we talked obviously last week. Definitely wanted to get you on with it being Missouri Week and. Uh, us being the number one Gamecocks podcast, we definitely had to bring on the number one Missouri podcast and get you guys' take on the game. Um, but I want to jump right into it. You know, obviously with Missouri, been on the field four times now. Last time the Tigers were on the field, you guys obviously had a bye week. Last time you saw the Tigers on the field, faced the Georgia Bulldogs at home in a game that I thought Missouri really battled and fought and hung around. Obviously a lot more, I, I would say, a little bit better effort than South Carolina had against Georgia. I know we had kind of joked around about that on Twitter leading up to that game, but Talk about how Tiger fans are feeling overall at this point in the season and how they feel 
you know, coming off the bye week and heading into the game with South Carolina. I think Missouri fans are really what they feel about their team is pretty much exactly what they expected to feel about the team going into the season. I think the concern we have now is what are these Gamecocks? Are they uh, going to show us what they are capable of this week? We don't know. Mizzou, you know, beat three bad teams as they were expected to and then lost to a good team as they were expected to. Now, as you said, they did play fairly well against Georgia. They made a lot of crushing mistakes that, uh, keeps you from ever contending against the number two team in the country. But they were able to move the ball specifically on the ground, and uh, Drew Locke was able to get some of his underneath stuff working, even though the long ball was... Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Not going in play against Georgia in part because of Georgia's secondary and in another part because Emmanuel Hall, the number one receiver, the long threat for Drew Locke, had uh, been nursing a uh, groin injury and was just really out there as a decoy. And so um, that part of the Missouri game, which they've been so famous for since Drew Locke's been a quarterback, was not part of the effort, but they still managed to contend and put up 29 points against a very good Georgia team. So, Given what we've seen against South Carolina, we think we have every reason to believe we should be able to compete for a win. But, you know, we're, it's, it's our fifth game of the year. We've had really one good game of competition. So we just don't know what we're capable of. And we really don't know what South Carolina is capable of. Yeah. I would definitely agree a hundred percent on both sides of the Missouri and South Carolina. You talked about Emmanuel Hall, the really talented wide receiver. Um, I haven't had a chance to take a look to see if Barry Odom had addressed it, but what's his health like coming into this week? So he had hurt himself and, and, and wasn't playing against Purdue. And that was a big problem against Purdue. I mean, we, we usually like to go along against a team that isn't nearly as good as a Georgia team. We should have seen a lot of highlight reel type of long bomb plays from Drew Locke to Emmanuel Hall. It's kind of what they've been doing. And it was a sort of a progression from what Jamon Moore used to do with Drew Locke last year. But he injured his, his groin against Purdue. He played almost the entire Georgia game, which surprised a lot of people because it was clearly he was injured. And like I said, he, he was only targeted twice. He never got an, a catch the entire game and they kept him in as a decoy, but it looked to me like, you know, that the risk of re-injuring the groin was more of a danger than, you know, we weren't fooling anybody with the hall being out there. Indications are that he'll be available this weekend. He's had, like I said, the bye week to recover. 
and it wasn't a significant injury anyway. But when he's not at a hundred percent, the thing about Emmanuel Hall is he's fast and he can run by people. And if he doesn't have that extra burst of speed, then he's mortal. And he really seems to be the only receiver that, you know, Derek Dooley and company trust for the deep threat. Everything else is, you know, dink and dunk type stuff. Emmanuel Hall is the go-to guy, and we've never even seen him target another receiver deep if it hasn't been Hall this year. Right, absolutely. And, you know, just from an outsider's perspective, I, I would say that the passing game is kind of what powers this Missouri team. You know, overall, I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm sure you guys will probably agree, Missouri's not exactly not a defensive juggernaut yet. They've got a really nice, you know, piece with Terry Beckner on the line. But I want to stick on the offense really quickly because um, I think the Missouri offense and the Missouri team, in my opinion, start begins and ends with Drew Locke. Um, obviously there have been, you know, Drew Locke obviously had a fantastic year a year ago, um, through for what, over 40 touchdowns, you know, set the SEC record. Um, talk about just kind of your impressions of Drew Locke. You know, there have, I think the biggest knocks on him would be that against maybe he likes to pile up the stats against some of the smaller competition. Just talk about kind of your overall feelings of Drew Locke. I mean, what type of quarterback do you think he is? And, you know, obviously there are a lot of people projecting him as like a first round NFL talent. You know, how do you and how do Missouri fans really feel about, uh, you know, about Drew Locke at the quarterback position? Drew Locke appears to be a guy that does have all the tools for the next level play. And you mentioned about how he sort of, uh, you know, had smoke and mirrors with this building up the stats for these sort of video game numbers against, you know, second tier teams. And that most definitely is true. But I think a lot of that was a product last year of the Josh Heupel offense. Josh Heupel left the team to go become the head coach at uh, UCF this year. And we were kind of mocked by hiring Derek Dooley or, or Barry Odom was this year for the offensive coordinator role to take over for Heupel. But I think what we've seen in this, you know, small sample size thus far is that he's got a more sophisticated game plan than Josh Heupel had. Heupel had a, it was a tempo offense. It was bang, 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 go, go, go. And it, against lesser competition, it worked fantastically. We put up 70 points against Missouri State in the home opener last year. But what you also saw was against sophisticated, powerful defenses like what Georgia or South Carolina might bring, those open receivers aren't there. And then when you're going so fast, we would go three and out quickly and it would put a lot of stress on our defense because they had to play a lot of uh, minutes. Our time of possession was incredibly lopsided against us under the Hypel scheme. And what we're seeing now is that Drew Locke is utilizing his tight ends more. We're uh, mixing the running game in more, I'd say, more successfully than we did in the Hypel era. And so maybe the numbers aren't going to be as gaudy against the bad teams, but I think what you're going to end up seeing is better numbers against the good teams. So ultimately, I think it's a better version of Drew Locke, and it's not a knock on what he's capable of or, or you know, masking problems last year. It's just that he's getting a more full experience with this different, more NFL pro style type of offense this year and so i think what barring injury and everything going well i think he should be a first round draft pick i think he's definitely got the arm and we're seeing a lot more intelligence and make going through his progressions and his reads in a way that he didn't last year or the year before so i mean i think drew lock is developing rapidly and he looks like a senior this year and i think that's what's going to be important come draft time Moving to the defensive side of the ball, obviously, you know, I talked about it a little bit earlier. Terry Beckner is a freak on the defensive line. Terrell, Therese Hall, I think, at linebacker is a nice, uh, pretty nice piece. But just talk about kind of through four games, how are, you know, Missouri fans and those who, you know, obviously follow the team, how are Missouri people feeling about the defense through four games in 2018? 
So this is Barry Odom's third season as head coach at Missouri, and he was a defensive coordinator here before being head coach, and he was a defensive coordinator at Memphis as well. And the strange thing is, since he's been head coach, Missouri defenses have been really bad. They've really struggled, and this year, first three games in, it looked like they'd started to figure things out, and they were holding up a lot better. I mean, they were disastrous coming out of the gate last year. They gave up 40-some points to a, a very bad Missouri State team. But uh, against Purdue, they look to fold. The secondary uh, is has a lot of weaknesses. Against Georgia, we allowed for some big, long passes. The best cornerback we have is a guy named uh, AC, and he is not very good. And if this whole secondary is just not very good, not very experienced. The defensive line is strong and big, and as you said, led by Terry Beckner Jr. The uh, the linebackers seem to be okay, but they're a little bit untested, and they're just they don't make a lot of good defensive reads, and they're out of position a lot. I mean, they're never going to shut anybody out. <laughs> right, absolutely. As far as out of Texas A&M and Missouri playing in their division, I mean these mm-hmm. these have been some of the better games. I mean, you think back to. Missouri winning on basically what felt like the last play of the game in 2014. South right. Carolina winning on that crazy overtime victory in 2013 with Connor Shaw. Thanks for um, reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> had to, had to the, the, the doinker on off the field goal post. Mm-hmm. But no, and then, you know, South Carolina has been able to win the last two, but just talk about kind of Missouri's feelings towards this South Carolina game. I and mean, obviously you have them, the, uh, the mayor's cup. They've kind of made like a trophy for the game, if you will, but. Just talk about kind of Missouri's feelings towards this South Carolina, just the South Carolina program, this game in general, and mm-hmm. uh, approach that Missouri has this game year in and year out. Well, I, first of all, I don't think anybody gives a damn about the Mayor's Cup if, if they know it exists at all. But I will say this: I think you know since Missouri's been in the league, and it's hard to believe it's going to come up, you know, coming up on seven years we've been in the SEC. You know, some of the bigger games that have mattered the most for Mizzou have been against South Carolina, and you mentioned a couple of them. Obviously, we uh, won the Eastern Division twice, and the South Carolina game was pivotal both years in that in that uh, run. And so, I mean, if we had a rival, and of course the SEC tried to shoehorn a rivalry in with us in Arkansas, and that's building, but it, you know, it is very, you know, manufactured. The, as far as natural organic rivalries are concerned, I think Missouri fans might look to South Carolina as really kind of being that thus far, even though it's, you know, like not a very long track record. They have been good games and they've been sort of balanced and unexpected games. And as you said, the records are sort of leveled out between the two programs. I think, you know, that Missouri fans have a lot of respect for South Carolina, certainly what was done under Steve Spurrier. Uh, we, we're still kind of reserving judgment of what the must-champ era will bring. I think within the Mazzotcast group, we kind of, our jaws were a bit agape when Will Muschamp was hired because we saw, when we came into the league, we saw Will Muschamp as a guy who had destroyed the Florida Gators. So it didn't look like a great resume for hiring him as your head coach from what we saw, you know, uh, when we played Florida under Will Muschamp, they were terrible. So, <laughs> so we didn't like the hire, but you know, who knows? We're a bunch of idiots. So we don't know if we're, if we, if what we think is, is going to hold any water or not. I think that, uh, one thing Missouri fans have felt about all the teams we play in the SEC is that we are not particularly welcome you know we're viewed as sort of a cultural outsider or you know we're in the east but we're on the in the west we're in the sec but we're the most northern state you know that all those things and, and you know not a lot of respect for the football program and 
comparison to say A&M and uh, Missouri fans have a real chip on their shoulder about that, especially going in knowing that we were in the big 12 with A&M and we were whipping their butts pretty much with regularity. But when we came into the sec, people regarded A&M as the better program. And we feel like, I think maybe South Carolina fans have joined in the chorus of Missouri does not belong. And so in that regard, there's been some animus maybe between Missouri and South Carolina fans because we don't think that South Carolina as a program is that much better than Missouri, but uh, we feel like the respect level amongst the, our peers is different for the two programs. And so that's just the way Missouri fans about, feel about everything. They just got this chip on their shoulder about we're better than people think we are. But as far as on the field goes, you know, I always look forward to the South Carolina game. Brendan, again, you know, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to wrap it up. Let everybody know where they can find you and also, of course, the Mazodcast, where they can where they can find you guys online. Sure. If any South Carolina fan has any reason to ever care about a Mizzou podcast, you can find us, uh, you know, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the normal places. It is Mazodcast, M-I-Z-Z-O-D-C-A-S-T. Of course, we're on the Armchair All-Americans uh, website as well as the Spurs Up podcast is. And then on Twitter, we're at Mazodcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all those normal places. And we're pretty active on social media and, and, uh, and of course, on the podcast. So it, it might, I actually enjoy listening to you guys before the Missouri game. Uh, I, maybe some South Carolina fans might enjoy listening to ours before and after the show. And, but, uh, if you do, you're, you know, the more the merrier and, uh, anything we say negative about South Carolina, take it with a grain of salt because <laughs> we'll forget about it in a week and we'll just be mad at a new team. So, uh, you know, it, we, we give ourselves 24 hours to be belligerent and irrational. That's a, hey, that's a perfect way to look at it. And that's a perfect place to put a pin in it. Uh, Brendan, again, appreciate you coming on for sure. South Carolina fans, especially for this week, go listen to the Mazad cast to get an, uh, inside scoop on the Tigers and get ready for Saturday's game. But other than that, Brendan, again, Appreciate you tuning in. You guys know where to find us, the Spurs Up Show on iTunes, Stitcher app, all of our social media handles. Again, you guys know where to find us at. So for Brendan Anthony and Thomas Floyd, I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you next week to recap the Missouri game and preview the game with the Texas A&M Aggies. Appreciate it. Just a little bit south of North Carolina, that's where I long to be. In a little brown shack in South Carolina Someone waits for me In each letter she says that the weather is fine And the folks are feeling great That the garden looks grand And the red rose vine is clinging to the gate just a little bit south of North Carolina. That's where my thoughts are. On the line now, as every week, is Caleb Bungard, who's ready to give you his picks for Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Line, you want to make your wallet fat All the boys and girls like They want to get them some of that It's the bearded lady pleaser It's the best picks of the week All you sons of bitches get rich with the man Caleb the Greek Caleb the Greek Caleb the Greek Caleb the Greek Caleb, welcome back Well, thank you, Brendan And as always, this is brought to you by MyBookie.com. You're going to listen to Caleb's picks and then, of course, apply them to your account at MyBookie.com and win thousands and thousands of dollars. It's an easy process. Just do it, assholes. Oh, yeah. Last week went 4-1. You kids should be rich. That's right. Yeah, they should be kissing your boots. Yeah. I don't know why they don't already. Well, I learned my lesson. Go go 4-0 this week and maybe I'll get some boot kissing. You can kiss my ass.
ass, Caleb. Yeah, okay, Caleb, I learned my lesson last week. I, uh, I took South Carolina, and you said Kentucky, and of course, Kentucky was the winner. So uh, never again will I ever go against the Greek. I warned you, dickhead. I think Kentucky is for real. I'm afraid I'm going to have to say it. Kentucky seems to be for real. Well, they're on the list this week. We'll see what I do. All right, let's get started. Who have you got for us? All right, first game, LSU and Florida. LSU, three-point favorite, take LSU. All right, three-point favorite, you say? Yes. Oh, I think they can cover that easily. I think that was a good good bargain pick you found. Coupon chopper. I do, too. I don't think Florida is very good. So I assume that's in Gainesville. It is in Gainesville. Yeah. It, could, it could be in Higginsville, and LSU would still win. Yeah, if they were only giving up three points in the swamp, I'd be shocked. Yes. Well, yeah. speaking of shocked, let's see what this 2005 Kansas quarter has to say about your pick, Caleb. LSU will be heads. Florida will be tails. The coin likes Florida. Ooh. <laughs> We've been wrong a lot lately. Yeah, the coin is not, it's not having its best season. It is just coin dipshits. Oh, well, it's from Kansas. That is also true. All right, what else you got? All right, staying in the SEC, here's that Kentucky and A&M game. It is in College Station. Kentucky is a five-point dog. Road dog. I like Kentucky to cover those five points. <laughs> Kentucky taking the dog. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good pick. I mean, I I went from last week not believing in Kentucky at all to this week thinking they're going to go all the way. Flip flopper. <laughs> I uh, have not been that impressed with A and M. I think that's another good pick. Let's. Yeah, I, I don't like A and M at all. Really, as an overall team. No, they're a horrible school, horrible town, horrible football team. Yeah. Fuck those guys. All right, well, let's see what the Kansas quarter thinks. The quarter has Kentucky as heads and Texas A&M as tails, and it believes... The coin disagrees with you. It believes Texas A&M. Trying to gain all those points back from last week. (laughs) We're going to go to Miami and Florida State. The game is in Miami. Miami is a 12.5 point favorite to take Miami. Florida State is a fucking dumpster fire. Crab legs and rage. Jimbo Fisherless Florida State team does look like trash this year. Yeah, they're terrible. All of the state of Florida, short of the UCF, looks terrible, really. Yeah, it's just a big shit show. Alligators and terrible football teams. Mosquitoes and criminals. Old people and deadbeat dads. All right. The uh, quarter thinks that Miami will be heads, Florida State tails. Its choice is... Miami. So you do agree on one. The best of friends. Okay, we got we got one more to go to see what that coin wants to do. Okay, it'd probably be a chicken shit pick on my side on this one too. But uh-huh. we'll pocket change, trash talk. All right, final game: Mizzou, South Carolina. Hometown hot pick. Oh. Mizzou, two and a half point dog. Take Mizzou. Upset special. All right. Missouri's a dog on the road, and uh, the quarter thinks Mizzou's heads, South Carolina's tails. It likes South Carolina. Yeah, well, it's a Kansas quarter. It can't pick Mizzou, can it? No, that's right. I like being in the underdog spot, frankly, for Missouri. I do, too. I just think Mizzou can go in the for South Carolina and win this game. They do. Mm -hmm. They play... 
same teams in South Carolina have played them better, like Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we'll go there, go in there and snatch up those two and a half points. Lock of the week. And you haven't bet the Tigers much this year, so uh, I assume that means you're pretty confident. Yeah, I stayed away from them, but this one I just I have this you know, deep, dark feeling inside. <laughs> I like it. All right, Caleb. Well, everybody's got their picks in. They can take that to mybookie.com using the promo code MIZ25 and utilize Caleb's knowledge. So thanks again for your uh, insightful picks, Caleb. Oh, thank you. And if you guys win money, you know, send us some of that or drop your alcohol you buy with it. That's right. Yeah, let us have a taste. This has been Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Guess I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. On the line with us now. We're so honored to have head coach of the Missouri Tigers football program, Barry Odom, here on his midweek show to answer your questions. Coach, are you on the line? Hey, boys, you bet I am. I'm, I'm glad to do it. You know, it's nice to connect with the fan base. Are you rested after the bye week? Heck yeah, man. I just put my feet up, took care of a few things around the house. Uh, you know, we've been practicing since, uh, since Tuesday, <laughs> and yeah. uh, now we're ready to go. Sure. That makes all kinds of sense. Well, Coach, you ready to get into these questions? Sure I am. Sure, sure. I'm ready to, ready to lay it out there for these great, great Tiger fans. And I know you will. I know you'll be completely forthright and honest and not, uh, you know, not shuffle your feet at all on these. No, sir. No, sir at all. Okay. The first question comes from AJ at One Ship Daddy 2. He says, William Bryce Stadium can be a huge home field advantage. What can we do to combat the noise and home field advantage it brings? Well, gosh, I don't know. I ain't thought about it. Maybe we've got earplugs. I don't know. That might not work either, because then they wouldn't be able to talk to each other. You know what? I'm going to get back to him on that one. I'm going to think about it. You hadn't thought about that yet? No, no. It hadn't occurred to me. Like I said, we just started practicing this Tuesday, and it's, you know, it's in fact Tuesday yeah. as we record this. Right, right. But we've, you, you know, you've played there before. You, you know what, what it's going to be Have like. I? You, you, sure, two years ago. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, boys. The games, they all run together at some point. All right. All right. Next question comes from Zachary Farwell at ZachABC17. He says, which city has better barbecue, Kansas City or St. Louis? Oh, man, I don't know, boys. I'll tell you what. Now, Kansas City's known for it, but I'm going to tell you what. St. Louis got some pretty good barbecue, too. They got this place called the Oyster Bar. Yeah, that's not a barbecue place, And it's got pretty good oysters. Yeah, that's not barbecue, though. What's barbecue? Coach, you're from Oklahoma, for Christ's sakes. Ribs and pork and slow cooking on the grill. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. No, uh. No, I think Kansas City's got got it got that and down. Yeah, I mean St. Louis has got good barbecue, but Jesus Christ, who are we kidding here? Kansas well, if you like pretentious assholes, they've got lots of those. Yeah, sure, they do. They do. They're there. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes from King Sprunty or uh, College Football Nightmares for October. He says, "Can you help me with my math homework?" <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, boys. Bears got a lot of talents, a lot of gifts, but uh, mathematics is not one of them. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and tell him to I don't know uh, pick a golf coach or something I don't know maybe they're better at that sort of thing. Yeah, just carry the one, you'll be fine. Sure. Let's see. Ray at Trevor Ray C says, "How do you get your team mentally tough?" Mentally tough. Well, 
I like to waterboard, and uh, that's my primary function. I mean, we'll we'll waterboard these boys right up into the beginning of the season, get them toughened up, mentally tough. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes the uh, jumper cables to the testicles. The tried and, and true and football circumstances tactic. when you really, really need to toughen them up, you just toothpicks under the, t- the fingernails. Mm-hmm. That's the, all. These sound like torture methods, not really like you know encouraging coaching tools. Hey, let me tools. ask you a question, fella. Yeah. You ever heard somebody hook jumper cables to your nutsack? I can say. I'm gonna tell you what. Yeah. If you survive that, you're pretty darn tough. Well, I can't argue there, coach. I don't think that you could. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go on to the next question here. Um, I've, I've heard enough of that. Jay Bryan, Jay Bryan, 2009 says, "Do you have a set pharmacy down there where you pick up the PEDs before the game?" Or there should be a Publix nearby William Bryce for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. No, no. Like I said, they're not performance-enhancing drugs in the traditional sense. We've kind of thought outside the box because that's the kind of program that Missouri is. Mm-hmm. And we went ahead and went with horse steroids. And okay. Actually, horse tranquilizers. They, if you give a, a football player enough horse tranquilizer, it actually has an opposite effect of its intention. At some point, it doesn't make them sleepy. It makes them crazy. <laughs> So, uh, you know, like after they come off the field, yeah. after the game, we've got to lock them in cages until the, the horse tranquilizer wears off. Sure. But yeah. but I don't go to a pharmacy for any of that stuff. I get boxes delivered from Amazon to my front porch. They say Kentucky Downs are on the side of them. That's sure. how I know what they're for. Okay. Well, yeah, Coach, I appreciate Again, I appreciate you being so forthright with our with our listeners and your fans. I don't see why I wouldn't be. Uh, next question is from Taz at Zook Tristan says, have you ever made a wig to look like Kirk Farmer's golden locks? Hey man, I'm going to tell you what, boys, if I was going to have hair, it'd be Kirk Farmer's hair, but I don't feel like I could manage it. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like, you ever seen that movie, the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, Where their sure. faces all melt and stuff when they see the majesty of the, uh, whatever that box. Gold boxer carrying around. The, you know, uh, the Ten Commandments in or something. Man, I can't yeah, remember. The, the Ark of the Co- You're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, sure. Hey, there you go. You nailed it. <laughs> so, and, and it makes him Nazi's faces melt. I yeah. feel like if you tried to wear Kirk Farmer's hair and you're not Kirk Farmer, mm-hmm. that it might melt your head. Sure, sure. That's just science. I feel like, yeah, that's, that makes all the sense in the world. All right, next question. How do you feel about your name rhyming with the last two Missouri coaches, Gary and Larry? This comes from Tom Thicle, Tom Tom 573 That's the dumbest goddamn question I've ever heard. I've never thought about it because it's moronic. <laughs> well, God damn. Go easy on Tom. He's a, He's been a long-time listener. Oh, I'm not. Nothing personal, Tom. It's just a fucking terrible, terrible question. All right. It's terrible. All right. All right. Uh, Steve on Beach, SRH, says... Are you recruiting hard in Texas, the Houston area? It seems to be loaded with talent. Yeah, we get down to Texas once in a while, you know. Uh, I like going down there to see that Joel Osteen. Boy, that guy's full of pep. <laughs> sure. And when I go down there, I like to I like to, to visit with some of the boys, see if they want to come play football to, at Old Mizzou. Well, good. Double duty. Yeah. I met a fellow named Beto last time I was there. What kind <laughs> of name's that? Beto. I don't know. He seems to be bouncing all over that state, though. He's everywhere. I think he's a great recruiter, apparently. I guess. He's really making the rounds down there, looking for looking for players. I need to figure out which team he's from. I'll see if I can poach him. Yeah. <laughs> the people that are following him around, I don't know if he'd be that great on a football field, to be honest. You're right. You're right about that. All right. Those limp wrists don't make much for football playing. <laughs> All right, Coach. Anyway, Owen Lewis, 77, says, looking back at last season, how were your guys able to go on a run after you started the year so slow Ended up making it all the way to a bowl game. Well, I like to think that uh, what really flipped the switch for us was you know we played really a lot a lot worse competition and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of just got out of our own way. 
Yeah, that's a, that's always a good plan. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like most coaches will tell you, you know, we put this together and that together. I'm going to tell you what, boys, I was asleep at the wheel, honestly. They just started <laughs> playing worse teams and we started winning, you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes, you know, things work out. What are you going to do, you know? Sometimes things break in your favor. You don't got to, not going to say I'm sorry for that happening. Sure. Maybe we can have it happen again this year. Hey, why not? <laughs> Rob Schaefer at Schaefe Nasty says, how do the Tigers plan to address the quarterback situation next season? Oh, boy, you guys, I'm telling you what, I'm not even going to think about that right now. we got too nightmares. much football ahead of us. So I don't want to think about that right now, mostly because the thought of it scares me to death. I mean to death. Yeah. <laughs> like I will not sleep cold sweats if I have to think about what I'm going to do for a quarterback next year. So, man, I'm just concentrating the game ahead of me because it is so petrifying. <laughs> so, you know, hey, one game at a time. Tell him one game at a time. I'm worried about South Carolina All and right. then possibly another team after that. Sure, I think you better worry about the one after that. Uh, he asked a second question, what's your favorite vacation destination? Oh, gosh, golly, I think Lawton, Oklahoma be about as, you just can't hardly beat it. That's if it. you like dust yeah. and like poorly lit signs mm-hmm. and, uh, and cracked parking lots yeah. and Indian casinos, man, it is, it is heaven. <laughs> is that a type of person who likes that for their vacation? Hey, that's what, that's what Coach Barry loves, baby. All right. Uh, final question from Rob is, uh, what football conference do you like the most? Ooh, football conference. I don't know. You know, SEC is nice and all, but boy, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to lie to you, the whack turns up Barry's head once in a while. <laughs> the whack, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, Greg Sandifer, he asked, Coach Odom, why is the defense so consistently bad? Well, I mean, we strive for consistency, so I kind of take this question as sort of a compliment <laughs> because we are, steady you know mm-hmm. we're we're not we're not going to flim flam around up and down we're right. going to do what we know what we can do when we can do it and we're going to do it the same way every week well, that, consistently you've done a good job of that i must say the final question we have for the night is from jakey jake 66 jake edwards he says how do you feel about jimbo fisher grabbing players by the face mask and how hard would you like to shake ac oh man i'm gonna tell you what now I'd like to shake that boy, but I'm smart enough not to do that sort of thing on the sidelines. Now, my, my players will tell you that the, the constant threat of losing a digit is on the table for this football team. Losing so, a digit? You know, it's, I cannot stress to them enough that physical injuries, physical harm may come to them if they don't play effective football. So, you know, like, it, does Jimbo Graham the face mask bother old Barry? No, sir. No, sir. It certainly does not. All right. Well, Coach, that's all the questions we have from Twitter for the night. I appreciate you uh, coming on for so long and uh, answering each and every one of them for the fans. I know hey, the fans boys, are I feel like it. it's important to talk to the fan base, get mm-hmm. my name out there. You know, I want them to know me. I want to know them. And yeah. I want us all to know each other. Sure. And, uh, you know, and just, just love one another and play football and win football and go Mizzou and all that garbage. Maybe we could all barbecue together sometime on the on the back porch. Sure, absolutely. I love oysters. <laughs> All right, Coach. See you Saturday. Good luck. Get us a win. Hey, you bet your boys M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Hey, yo. I'm DJ Pigeon, and I'd like to introduce y'all to our national bird. Make some noise for Barry the Bald Eagle, our state by state chauffeur. That's right, y'all. What up? What up? Are you ready to take a journey to the Carolinas? Specifically, South Carolina. Let me introduce y'all to a place so nice. They gave it a state for thrice. Yo, what up, MC Wren, the Carolina Wren, and Wild Bill, the Wild Turkey, and Woody the Wood Duck? Oh, what's up, Larry? Oh, sorry about that. He's a little crazy. It's fine. Uh, tell me about your state, South Carolina. Where? 
admitted here to this here union. Our capital is Columbia and we love our children. We even have a place called Welcome. So welcome. Coast to coast, state to state. Gonna tell you about a place and what makes it great. So just fly with me. Fly with me. There we have it, Colin. I feel like this has been the most one of the most action-packed midweek shows we've ever had. Yeah, I particularly like having the coach on answering questions. I feel like that is something that uh, not a lot of shows can can boast. No, how many I, podcasts in the SEC do you think have a head coach of the football team that they cover come on their show to answer fans' questions? Not very damn many. If somebody had told me that uh, a few years back that we'd have the head coach, I'd say. You're fucking crazy. The best mm-hmm. we could ever do is get some lunatic to pretend to be the head coach. We'd never be able to get the real head coach on. Shows shows you what I know. It does. It does. I don't know anything. What are your thoughts? You got, got a prediction after seeing the uh, Kentucky score and all the things that have gone uh, I, on? I mean, honestly, the way we played against Georgia, if we don't have all these self-inflicted wounds, I feel like we could beat South Carolina by two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like we could lose by two touchdowns if we have the kind of performance we did against Georgia. Right. I mean, you know, as far as the self-inflicted, the fumbles, the, the block punts, the, you know, mm. the myriad of other things that went wrong, if those things happen in South Carolina on the road, we could lose by two touchdowns. But I also feel like if we just don't do those things, we could win by two touchdowns. Yeah. So I'm not really predicting a close game. You know, uh, Caleb the Greek said we were two and a half point dogs in South Carolina, which, you know, that's fine. Whatever. It's practically a pick 'em. I think that my biggest fear is the secondary turning Jake Bentley around and making him healthy and look good, you know, because we have the ability to make bad quarterbacks or even mediocre quarterbacks look really good. But I see Purdue game. Exactly. But I also think that uh, the uh, South Carolina defense is not going to be anything near Georgia. And we put up points against Georgia. So look the fuck out when it comes to scoring points. We just got to, you know, hopefully be able to do more than, than they're capable of. Get a few well, key a ho- stops and we'll be able to win this thing. Well, and a hopefully Emmanuel Hall is feeling much better. Yeah. And also I'd like to think that the staff is like trying to find another option. I know we got a couple of those other kids who are fast. You know, I mean, that's, that's what it takes to get a go route. First of all, you got to outrun the defensive backs. And secondly, you actually got to mm-hmm. haul the fucking catch in. And I know yep. that there's kids on that team who are fast. You know, whether they can catch, I yep. don't know. But it'd be nice to even try somebody besides Hall on a go route. No, agreed. We will see on Saturday. It's quickly approaching. We sure will. I think that'll do her. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Give a, a football player enough horse tranquilizer. At some point, it doesn't make them sleepy. It makes them crazy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.